When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And it's a triumphant Stop Hammer Time uh, this evening. Um, we uh, were briefly fourth, but now we're fifth. But that's still very high up in the table, I'm told, by uh, statisticians. That that's extremely high in the table. Yes. Um, there's 20 teams in the table, and fifth is a quarter of the way from the top. Like, a, like the part of an iceberg you can see. Uh, we are not the in the part the part of the bulk of the iceberg that the ship crashes into because you can't see it because it's lo- below the waterline. Yeah. We are above the waterline, yeah. like um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet uh, yeah. floating on the yeah. the. We've probably door. just we've broken off a glacier because of global warming. We have, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We are polar bear uh, yeah, on yeah. on a floating piece of ice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yes, that's where we are, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a less catastrophic uh, extinction rebellion uh, <clears throat> mode, uh, but in a celebratory, uh, light, joyful manner. Uh, especially our win at the weekend against Manchester United, which propelled us into the position that I have just described using a ice-bound metaphor. Yeah. With me are the original lineup uh, oh, yes. of uh, of Stop Hammer Time, the the original and best lineup. Uh, unlike the version of Fleetwood Mac, which has uh, the bloke from Crowded House, the singer, <laughs> and uh, uh, one of the blokes from Shawadiwadi uh, playing bass. And he's and, coming here uh, later. Yeah, yeah. And Dido is now the drummer in Fleetwood Mac. It's it's, it's extraordinary what's happening now. Um, Valdunicans in Fleetwood Mac now and uh, yeah they're, they're barely the Fleetwood Mac I recognise uh, this is the Stop Hammer Time you recognise uh, with me are me and also Jim Grant good evening hello Jim hello everything alright yeah very good also joining us it's Pete Ward hello hello Pete we were all uh, there together at the game we were and then we went to a kind of uh, uh, sort of Peculiar pub, pub. Strange yeah. pub. Called um, the Lighthouse, uh, yeah. some way on the way to Bow Road. To Bow Road. Uh, yes. I don't want to insult them, no. but it was the most in, uh, strange, strange interior. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. It was odd. Yeah. It was a, uh, yeah, a sort of municipal, slightly municipal feel to it, like... A hospital. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Beloved of, of Mark Webster, though. He goes there. He goes there, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw him there before the game. Right, I went there right. before the game and oh, after the game. Well, oh, you must have had a... It must have had an enticing... 
aroma it just that happened you liked. to be on the route right because the uh, as many people will know uh, the overground was not running and hackney wick was closed i i made i made the interesting move of of getting off a train at bow road and, and walking from there it was a fucking nightmare getting there yesterday it's like well, it was for you yeah well, it well, wasn't for me at all it was rather but, pleasant i had a nice um, stroll yeah, through, I, I through had a nice through journey through Stratford. Bow. okay well fuck yeah. the two of you that's if, you, if that's <laughs> the attitude you're going to take to this whole podcast uh, you, you, arrived, want, you arrived late and didn't miss any of the goals no, which no, is no. Uh, quite remarkable no. really because normally if you if you arrive late, we're normally three nil up after a quarter of an hour. As we've mentioned in in, uh, in in this podcast before, my primo achievement was to turn up uh, once uh, we had scored three goals against Wimbledon, in order to witness the four <laughs> goals they then scored against us to win the game. <laughs> it's very, very funny. <laughs> so really, it was. I was like, you know, I was like, oh no, and then I was a different kind of oh no <laughs> at the end of the game. It was a, it was a catastrophe yeah. falling that upon. Must, that's that's about as miserable as a football experience can get. Isn't yeah. It? Really? Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. missed the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we are going to be talking about the Manchester United game and then we will uh, look forward to our game against Bournemouth at the weekend. And there is also, it's z- this Oxford, week, Oxford, Oxford in the Cup on Wednesday. Yes, yes. yeah. Uh, so plenty to talk about. And uh, we'll also have a little slide uh, side uh, diversion to talk about uh, press, pre- press media coverage of modern football. Media so coverage. We, we thought we would uh, mm, yes. talk about but first of all, uh, it, well, in fact, we haven't done one of these uh, since the Villa game, to which you, Jim, went. I did. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 yes. So I, we have two games. We have a draw and a win to talk about. Yeah. You know, a fantastic thing is that we got beat on the first day, and there was a there was a sort of uh, somber mood and a, a tone of worry, and then we haven't been beaten for five games. Uh, yeah. You know, we. we I wasn't worried th- after the first game. I think we we knew we were going to get we were going we wouldn't have won it. Uh, it was uh, travesty the score to get to five. But we said afterwards, we just we'll put that result in a box, and uh, that that was going to happen, and uh, mm, mm. Move, move on to the rest. Yeah, of the it, it, I mean, it was a bit disappointing in the sense that you know, a one nil at half time in that City game. We've mm. done sort of all right, haven't we? Mm. But the second half was a was a was a poor defensive performance. Yes, yeah, so I mean something that that still happens and is I don't know whether it can be addressed, but it's something that is still sort of notable is our uh, slightly bewildering ability to sort of not come out of the blocks in certain because because what happened in the second <laughs> we're now talking about the Manchester City game, <laughs> uh, but but we. You know, a, a lot of sort of uh, grittier teams would take going in one nil against Manchester City as a kind of cue to really fly yeah, at them in the yeah. second half. Yeah. And what happened yeah. at the beginning of the second half against Manchester City was it was quite extraordinary, wasn't it? Because it it managed to sort of silence the fans. Both teams came out very subdued, and I remember a kind of the first kind of. 10 minutes of that second half being played in a kind of funereal silence and then Man City scored yeah. and then their and again, tails just shot up and again yeah and, and again. again and again, yeah. and again. a little and bit like the, how they did at the weekend yeah yeah um, absolutely but I would say you know the, 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 notwithstanding the uh, talking about the City game and whatnot, that we have started slowly in the last few games mm. uh, the bit that you missed uh, Phil I thought we did start quite slowly slow. yesterday yeah. and Man United had quite a lot of the ball and a lot, do a lot with it but um, and uh, equally Norwich in that first game they, mm. had, they had a good first 20 minutes against yeah. us, I thought, and they looked, you know, they looked confident on the ball. And, and, and uh, likewise, Villa, you, you mm. would expect mm. that. They came, they came at us for 10, 15 minutes pretty hard. Um, and it is as though, you know, we have to kind of crank ourselves up yeah. a little bit. I mean, it's possible that a good, that a good football team can basically 
just see how the land lies for 10, 15 minutes, look to see how this game's going to pan out and then sort of work their way into it. it but, but having been the supporters of a, a not a very good football team, certainly in the yeah. last you know, year or two, we feel that you don't really have the luxury to just kind of go, well, um, we'll, just, uh, we'll just sit back and see what they do because, you know, what they could do is just score against you. Yeah, score more than once. Yeah. I think it's a very risky strategy. I think and the, the way most top teams play now is that they press hard right from the beginning. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a strategy to me. No. It just feels like no, we, just we, we slow. are slow to get yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, actually, having said that, in, in each of those, those games I've mentioned, we have been much better without the ball than we yes. were you know, yeah. in that Man City yeah. game and, and at times last season. And that's a really encouraging thing. You know, we, 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 we press quite well when we've not got the ball at the moment. And, um, you know, we, we're good without, out of possession, I think. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of hunting impacts, a little bit of doubling up yeah, on people. Yeah, and, yeah. You, know, um, you know, with his uh, very nasty injury last year and the amount of time he hasn't played, Yarmolenko still had a bit of an engine at the end of the game. And, and you know, there was that uh, wonderful kind of defensive block yeah, yeah. from yes, him. It was tremendous. You know, fairly close yeah. to the end of the game. And yeah, you thought, yeah. well, good, you know, good for him. And I think that's, you know, possibly the ethos spreading to him. It's going like, you know, we're... We've got this lead, but we've still got to keep working for it. And um, the work yeah. rate yesterday was really good. Oh, I'm fantastic. Against Villa, Villa as well, I think that's. The, oh, the, with the, ten men against Villa, yeah. they absolutely. Well, they were better. Uh, they say improved. We were, we were, yeah, we were better. I thought we were the better team when we had ten men, and um, uh, Haller just just ran himself to a standstill. Mm. He was, you know, put in a fantastic shift. Good performances throughout yesterday. I thought it was a really there, good. You know, yeah. There wasn't really yeah. a, there wasn't I, a weak performance. I didn't think we no. played brilliantly. No, we didn't no. kind of sparkle. I don't think, but you know, I felt, felt I felt that it, it never felt as though we were going to under no. be under any pressure or, or that they were really going to threaten. Um, they had they a few chances, but well, they, on match of the day, though, somehow they managed to scrappy. concoct it, make it look like Manchester United mm. gave us a very hard time most of the game which is a complete fallacy yeah that certainly wasn't true I mean the, the Manchester United I mean they didn't fall apart but they just didn't they didn't step up in the second half they at all I didn't feel that they the second yeah, half yeah, they, they, they struggled to pass to each other they got no there was no you know spark in the, creative spark in their team at all was there they struggled and to you keep felt, the ball on, in the, on the pitch a lot of their yeah, so many passes awful, up to a dozen passes went out for, went straight out no I think at the moment you know, if you look at the last three games against them, two comfortable home wins and an away win that but for appalling officiating, uh, we, we should have won, won yeah. and we were the better team. <clears throat> um, I, I think we are better than them at the moment. We I think we have a better team. There weren't many players in their team. I know, admittedly, they weren't you know, full strength, but... Um, there weren't many team players in that team that I thought. Oh, I wish he was in our team. I, I, no, many not at all. Swap, if any, not know. at all. Well, maybe two players. Maybe, I'd take maybe, would be maybe, Rashford, maybe and Rashford Maguire. for his pace. Maybe Maguire, Maguire maybe over so. Bonham. Mm. Yeah, for for, for eight yeah. million pounds. But I think yeah. we. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they've they've spent they've spent massive amounts of money yeah. over. Well, how, 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 was it five years, five, six years? Since? 880 million pounds over six, really? six or seven God. years. Well, since, you, since, yeah. since Ferguson. And they haven't got any there. better, have they? No. No. And, no, and yeah. if you compare that to what City have spent a similar amount of money net. Yeah. They, they've bought a couple of big players that, you know, I mean, Fergie had uh, one or two big players that didn't work out for him, didn't he? Veron was a big, uh, mm. the Argentinian yeah. guy. Yeah. Was, that, was, that was sort of the next 
big after kind of Cantona and then Van yeah. Nistelrooy, I would yeah. say, his big marquee signing to kind of almost build the team around was him. And he was actually okay, that guy, Veron. Yeah. He, you know, he just had big shoes to fill, I Who think. Who signed Di Maria for them? Because uh, he, 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 he's a good player. I saw, I yeah. Didn't work Miles out for them, did he? No. Hall, was it Van Hall? Van Hall, it could have been, yeah. yeah. No, I don't yeah. care to me. I don't know why no, we're talking no, about no, them. No, no, no. Let's not talk about Manchester United. Um, we are better than them and that's it. Yeah, but we, the, the Villa game, I sort of watched, um, you know, on a, on a feed, kind of with the sound off and doing several other things at the same time. I was just watching the kind of, probably just under an hour of the game I watched. Um, we were doing a lot of sort of shooting from inside the box, but just into a forest of legs, which sort yeah. of, you know, suggested that basically Villa had enough time to get back in the box and put bodies in the way. Do you know what I mean? And um, there was a little bit of that yesterday. We sort of, uh, our build-up play was very good, but gave them enough time to just sort of basically put everyone on the goal line. And, yeah. and, and yeah. then, you know. Yeah, it was one beautiful cushion volleyed pass from... Um, Anderson that unlocked that unlocked the yeah. defence and a great first touch from from Yarmo uh, yeah. and a great finish. And Yarmo's finish. I mean, finish the way because it almost felt as though that had gone too far from where he yeah. ideally wanted to hit it. Yeah. So he couldn't really get the power into it because he, he was stretching to reach it, wasn't he? Mm. But he really kind of, like you said, like wrapped his uh, yeah, wrapped very his, long wrapped legs. his sort of yeah, his metatarsals around it <laughs> and placed it perfectly. It was a fantastic finish. Yeah, he's got a good left foot, hasn't he? He's, I mean, he's yeah. a very sort of, yeah, you know, the, he, the goal he, against he, Everton was... He's only got a left foot. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's hard, like to, it. it's hard to combat. That, you yes. know, um, that coming in onto, onto his left foot, it, it's yeah. actually quite difficult to play against, isn't it? You know, he scored that goal up at, at Everton. Everton yeah. Yeah. Um, the one that was deflected in against Man United last season you know it's, it's hard to stop him isn't it I thought he had, I, I thought I thought he had a really good game I thought, yeah, and, good. and I think he can only get better and better as well yeah. I mean he's you know he was out for a long time and yeah. uh, and it's been a long time for him to kind of just get back into the groove yeah. uh, you know he was uh, introduced to the team very slowly last season and I think that was kind of probably quite a good call uh, I think you know Pellegrini um, has made statements about sort of both him and uh, four nows now of kind of going, it's going to take them a while to get used yeah. to the Premier League. And yeah. uh, I think that's a very good um, philosophy. It was sort of, it was, it was good that, it was good and it felt, you know, intentional and not sort of affected by circumstance that he left four nows out for 90 minutes rather than sort of going, yeah, I'll take him off now. And, you know, Wilshire played alongside him rather than replacing him mm. because that's, a na- that's what felt like the natural substitution. But I think... Mm. He's a very confident um, squad rotator. I think he really believes that his players have the talent. If well, I think he gives them job. belief as well. Yes, yes he? he does. I, I, you yeah. know, you can see that when, um, you know, the way that Cresswell has come back and, and t- had, a know, had a poor game against Man City, rightfully, you know, Dropped. out of the team to Masuaku, gets his opportunity, comes in and plays one of the best games he's had in the West Ham shot in a long, long yeah. time. Mm, mm. Yeah, uh, And great. scored a great goal. Um, oh, he, he kept uh, Wan-Bissaka absolutely silent, didn't he? Yeah. He had a yeah. measure of him every well, time. Well, they swapped... Um, yeah. I mean, um, Fredericks had, had, had the match for uh, James for, yeah. for pace, yes. didn't he? Yeah. And then he did shift James over and Cresswell kept him yeah. quiet as well. Just he wasn't to, long know. over on the right-hand side, James. No, he came but, back over. On yeah, the, and, um, yeah, that whole thing about cutting in on your, on your left foot, being on the right wing, it kind of goes back to the Stuart, Down, Stuart Downing and... Um, yes. Uh, well, that's what Snoddy does. Yeah. Well, Yarmolenko basically, you know, has the kind of uh, balls to just keep adjusting and keep adjusting until, you know, eventually he'll be yeah. tripped 
or well, we can score, score. You know, from the edge, you know, from, from very difficult positions. That goal yesterday wasn't a very obvious goal, no, but brilliantly no. taken. And we need to be sco- not only be scoring the tap-ins, but we need to be scoring more goals that are mm, created mm. inside the box. Like, yeah, that. I think I think you, you know, the point you were sort of touching on earlier though is, is that we we have been a, we can be a little bit slow in that. Um, we can get into good positions, but and, and then sort of somebody comes back with the ball or turns yeah. does a little turn, and and the, we let the opposition get Catch get get set. Yeah. You know, we played some of our best football last season. You know, really hitting hitting people yeah. on the break. Yeah, yeah. And we've got the pace in the team now to do that, um, and we did that. We we were catching Villa in the second half, especially when there were ten men when they were pressing. We we caught yeah. them several times, and right near the end, Fornaus of course had a. Yes, had a great chance and mm-hmm. tried to square it. So you can understand him doing that in a way, but I just wish he'd just, just stuck, poked put his laces yeah, through yeah, it. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's take a little break. We'll be back after this message. Podcasts this season have been brought to you by Matchpint. Matchpint is an online and mobile service which shows sports fans what game is being televised in which pub, but in a less stumbly way than I said it. Uh, whatever they are, on their computer or on their iPhone, it's your best mate for sport. Jim, you've used this app. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have the Budweiser Premier Predictor, the perfect game for sports fans where you can win beer, and we all we all like well, that, don't we? Yeah. We're all, I think beer. we're all admirers of, yeah. of beer, aren't we? Yeah. We like all of that. Tickets and many more prizes. Call it Challenge Win is the... That's how you remember it. Call it Challenge Win. Call it, make your predictions each round on the televised Premier League games. Challenge, take your mates on, uh, or your family, or, or people you don't like, or strangers, for bragging rights, and join uh, Super Leagues like the Stop Hammer Time League to take on uh, presenters of the podcast and other fans. And then win... A perfect prediction will win you a beer. And points for all your predictions will win monthly prizes like Premier League match day tickets and much more. And that is Matchpoint. It's an app. You can download it from the internet. Very good. As indeed you have done, Jim. Yes, I have. Jim has done. Yep. Welcome back to uh, Stop Hamilton. We're still talking about the Manchester United game. Um, it was... Um, uh, I thought Fredericks had an excellent game. Um, in... Was it the City game? He, you know... I felt didn't start the games that mattered in the Premier League all that well. Was sort of getting to the byline, and quite often there was a not a terribly good mm. cross. Bad choice. Yesterday he was putting in good balls. I thought. Yeah. I thought he was. Yeah. Um, Is know. there any news on his injury? No, because he went off injured. Didn't I don't he? think he looked that serious. Mm. No, okay. He does also have that. He does have a slightly frustrating thing about going forward. He gets in front and then stops. Yeah. Uh, and I'd rather he you know, just seem totally uh, overtake. Get to the byline. Well, he did that several times, particularly in the second half at, at Villa. I yeah. thought I thought he overlapped really well. I like it. And it's got great pace. Yeah. I mean, if if no one's up with him, you know, to hit the six yard box, it's probably sort of kind of difficult yeah. to do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, Masuaku seems to have had a kind of a real injection of some kind of confidence potion from yeah. somewhere because that was, you know, that's what I felt about him pretty much since he's. He's you know been developed to a sort of attacking fullback or indeed a wing back under Moyes. Was that he bewildering would would bewilderingly would come up against his you know his opposite number who he could skin for pace and then would just stop and and look mm. to do anything else. Whereas certainly again with the sound off in that Villa game, he's really just 
Yeah, his guys. form at the end of last season was good. Was it? Yes, well. it was yeah. on the upturn at the end of last yeah, season. He's picked yeah. up from there yeah. a, a bit. I think possibly one one issue is with the with the formation as it is at the moment with those, the the kind of Hannah and the two wide men and Lanzini quite often just running looking for the ball, playing yeah. playing a mm-hmm. kind of free role, but not always getting as tight to or as close to Hannah. Yeah. One might yeah. like. I just felt sometimes we get. We we attack with a bit of pace. We we get to the sort of edge of the eighteen, and there's just like there's not no enough bodies. No, in. no. Yeah. Sometimes we've got to find a way of getting an extra body or two in in the penalty area. Um, One Noble bit. was quite far forward at times yes. against yeah. Villa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Had a good know. game, didn't he? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, no... he works disproportionately hard in the team when he's in the team. Yeah. I thought he, you mm. know. He must have been shagged at the end of that game on Saturday, uh, yesterday. He's, he's got a good engine, yeah, hasn't he? He's still yeah, fit. Yeah, I mean, he can't, yeah. can't run very fast, but no. he can run a long time. No, I mean, I think his fitness, in a way, has, has kind of yeah. come on over the years. Yeah. I mean, he's, 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 yeah. he's sort of got a little bit more athleticism mm. about him. Mm. You know, whole, we should talk about the rest of the defence as well, because the defensive performances in the last couple of games have been outstanding. Mm, have been know, with good. Bonner, yeah. uh, Diop and Rice... And of course, they've got the goalkeeper behind them. I think they're suddenly looking like a very tight unit. They, they do. Of, they've got a good. Under- working on the defence. Uh, hopefully, uh, the training. I, I, training it's clear. And, uh, they have. I think. You know, and, and it's and it's paying off. And it's nice to have that little settled trio with with Rice in front yeah. of Ogbonner and uh, and Diop. Um, was Ogbonner, good much better player than people tend to give yeah. him credit. For yes, I've strange. Uh, there's um, a strange yeah. groundswell on social media yeah. of dislike for Ogbonner, which he is was extraordinary. That, he was like, that rock in the heart of the Moyes back three, yeah, wasn't absolutely. he? Um, yeah, yeah. And he wins the ball in the air, you know. He's, That's he's, right. He's quite commanding in the air. Uh, Diop is not a particularly good header he's of the ball, despite yeah, his prodigious yeah. height. You know, Balbone yeah. is not a bad header of the yeah. ball. He likes a header. But, but, but his, um, his pace is great, and, and they're, mm. they're starting to cover each other yeah. really well. Well, there was that moment where the, what's his name, you know, the Swan guy that yeah, United James, have got yeah. had that run and Ogbonna yeah. did you know because he's quite quick and Ogbonna did just enough to yeah. uh, keep up with him to make it difficult for him to shoot and yeah. he just said, hit it into the side netting yeah. didn't he and because um, uh, I think Diop's probably quicker than Ogbonna well, but, yeah. uh, there's uh, also a natural balance left side right side yes. with them mm, because if mm. Bal- when Balbuena comes into the team he'll want to play on the right won't he yes. and that shifts Diop to the left and you think well, Diop's possibly better yep on the right hand side, yeah, yeah I think he does look more comfortable there. So anyway, no, no one got less than seven out of ten from me. No, no, it no, was a very good, good team really performance. Um, it's probably time now to mention that uh, uh, I, um, you know, as a season ticket holder, um, I get uh, often uh, in my inbox uh, after a game. Uh, there's uh, there's normally an email sort of from the club, but often from from a personality sort of authored by a personality inside the club. Sometimes the manager, sometimes the chairman, sometimes Noble because he's the captain. And uh, um, this is um, one I had uh, this morning, um, and it went, uh, um, "Hello, Philip, is me, Fabian Balbuena." Since I was a young boy in Paraguay, people ask me, Vabian Balbuena, is it just a coincidence that with you and the team, we have conceded five goals in just one game? And without you, we have conceded just two goals in five games. How does that make you feel, Vabian Balbuena? Like a tiny man with one shoe? My answer is and has always been the same. In my country, Paraguay, there's a saying. A saying the women and children say while washing their genitals in the stream next to the church. They say, a man without trousers 
is a man who is not ready. I have trousers and I'm wearing them now in my mind. <laughs> if I am called upon, know thou, Philip, that the general is ready. The blind poet, John Milton, ancestor of Milton Jones, he wrote, <laughs> they also serve who only stand and wait. He was blind, like Joe Hart. <laughs> so when he thinks that he wrote this on paper, he was writing on the cat, and the cat ran away. I don't have a cat. I have a bear. Don't tell the club. <laughs> but like Milton Jones, I am a standing and awaiting to if my best friend and compadre, Angelo Obona, gets run over, I'll be there. But only if it's God's will. Or if God wants, he could get mad cow disease like Maradona. Who are we to say what God wants? But if poor Angelo fall down a lift shaft or is attacked by a bear, I am ready. The mood in the club is sensational. It's happy, happy. No more infighting. No more hurtful graffiti. No more diss tracks. No more moped crime. No more separating children from their parents. No more drone strikes and no more sex with the head of a pig. It's a much happier, happier place. And there is one reason. Two, if you include skunk. <laughs> it's Pellegrini. He's what we in Paraguay call a fucking nice bloke. <laughs> Whether he said, take a break from training and sing to us songs with his mandolin. <laughs> or when he suckle around Rush Green with Karen Brady sitting on the handlebars, laughing and kissing like young lovers. <laughs> it's early days and, and if we not, we not get carried away, but our aim is to fuck up nearly all the other teams. And if God decide to take Angelo from us with bird flu or flesh-eating bug, so be it. Dressed only in readiness trousers, I will smack Firmino around till his teeth go back to their normal colour. <laughs> Come on, you irons! Very good. And was, that, good. That, was it written That's to you phonetically? Yes, yeah, he excellent. writes very good. I thought that sort of D mood in D club is right, sensational. Right. It's amazing. That's slightly racist. Don't go D mood in D club. That's, <laughs> he's that's, happy happy that's like that's like that's like jim davidson's chalky give me that piece of paper back pete and stop reading it in in, a, in a 70s accent he's a bubbly character he's he is character. he's he yeah, is yeah. he is very committed he writes it phonetically so you know how to say it <laughs> yeah radisov yeah. kovac used to yeah. do the same yeah, didn't yeah, he? Absolutely. His, his emails were written yeah. phonetically yeah, yeah, so that yeah. you know how to pronounce yeah. the words yeah yeah, yeah 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 and sam allardyce as well absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. sam allardyce yeah. just that's that. I think that is how he writes. Oh, it's, right. it's, it's yeah. just the sounds. Yeah. There, quite often, he has a secretary that writes down all of his thoughts. Sam Allardyce, <laughs> and uh, so she writes them. <coughs> yes. Yes. Um, so yes, the 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 reporting of uh, I read a, there was an article in the Evening Standard, and uh, you both saw the match of the day um, uh, sort of summation of it, which I, yeah. I didn't. You said that the 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 can't their scant seven minutes of highlights made, made it look like a completely different game, Pete. Totally different from game to what I went to, and I, you know, re- I read uh, re- I read reports in uh, the Guardian, uh, Mail Online, and uh, somewhere else today, and it there was it, all the story is just about Manchester United's demise, mm. and it it just glossed over the fact that they were be- beaten by a better team who just outplayed them, 
uh, better quality and, yeah. and, and didn't pick up on any of the positive things that we saw at no. the game. And I think this no. is a general trend. And, I th- uh, it, it, and, of course, the media are totally obsessed with the top six clubs and it's, na- it's nauseating. Uh, but, you know, they, they, they think that's the way to sell or, or get eyeballs um, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, even Pierce's commentary was, was, was sort of... Peculiar. was bizarre. You know, it was it was. Oh, this is one of the most boring football matches I've ever seen. Oh, at, weird, la- oh, at last, the sort of spark of, uh, d- d- you know. And actually, what what I felt I watched was quite. Well, it wasn't a great game, but I felt it was a game where one side just controlled it comfortably, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you thought, well, we'll score goals when we need to score goals. It was like kind of. It was the way. It was the way big. It's like Pellegrini goes on about it. it was the way big teams win. With football mm, games, yeah. without you know, discipline, it was purposeful, it was, yeah, performance, not over having to overextend ourselves, yeah. and um, you know that for, for the for the for the BBC that becomes a boring game. Yeah. It's as if you know, it's it's uh, it's really really weird. You just Very don't odd. expect. Um, you, you know, you expect there to be an element of expertise, not the same kind of mindset that kind of armchair football fans have. And I, I read, uh, I think I read a match report about the Villa game, which, as I say, I sort of watched on a computer with the sort of sound off. But, um, you know, the game had quite a tempo to it. For a nil-nil draw, it was a a competitive football match. And um, a lot of the kind of punditry I read or heard of it sort of uh, wrote it off as a kind of snooze fest, a nil-nil, you know, snore draw. And uh, nil-nil games, you know... There was a game that we saw in the 90s. I've, I've always got it pegged as a sort of midweek fixture. Was it Norwich nil-nil? There was a fantastic nil-nil we so saw. We, we played out a fantastic <coughs> nil-nil. I think it might even have been against Blackpool. Right. Do you remember that? I think when, under, when they were under Holloway, we played Blackpool, but it was nil-nil, and it was just... I'm sure it was that. Yeah. And there was about there were about 40 shots on target yeah. in yeah. the game or I something remember, ridiculous. Uh, um, but I remember, I remember definitely from in my mind it's under the lights. But 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 that was a great game. Uh, uh, there was a fantastic nil yeah, nil that people yeah. walked away from Upton Park buzzing from yeah. this game. Well, because when you're watching a nil nil in the moment, you don't know it's going to be a nil nil. <laughs> no, that's and, right. And um, the, the game at Villa, I thought, was a thoroughly entertaining mm. ding dong Premier League football match. You know, yeah. And we expect sort of pundits and, and yeah. journalists who presumably have some kind of expertise in the medium of watching football to have a little bit more insight than yeah. you know. I mean. You know, we've had quite a lot of journalists on on uh, this podcast, and a lot of them uh, ha- have great, uh, you know, uh, uh, an excellent sort of ability to kind of analyse and talk about football games. Mm. We did have uh, a well-known <laughs> Sun journalist on quite early on. That I think you yeah. and I were just bewildered at what a yeah. fuckwit he was. Yeah, absolutely. What a fuckwit this guy was, who was like a kind of ha- quite high-functioning journalist yeah. and quite a well-known journalist, but was just, yeah. a, you know. Yeah, just really had no insight at all. No. He was sort of moaning, going, oh, fucking defence, rubbish. He was sort of rubbish to get another defence. It was just like, come on, man. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, there's an irritation in, in the media that the, the top six clubs aren't performing in the way that they should do. Uh, and, and have this sort of like predictable tournament where, and everyone else is in the middle, yeah. middle table and there's a relegation battle. And uh, this year is a, is a great example because City and Liverpool are way ahead of everybody else and they walk away, they just have that duel at the top. And United, Chelsea, Tottenham and Arsenal are all going through huge transitionary mm. phases. I mean, Chelsea, probably the clearest transitionary phase. Arsenal, still a work in progress. United, uh, 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 failing and have got no mm. direction. Um, um, and sort of Tottenham, it's 
there is still this, there's suddenly there's sort of question mark about Tottenham, mm, what mm. they're doing. I mean, I think it's bizarre. I think they're, fanta- unfortunately, I have to admit that they are a fantastic they're a good outfit, team and yeah. a great manager. And um, there's an irritation that suddenly, by default, Leicester City, uh, teams like West Ham, and I mean, it is maybe still Everton, certainly probably not Wolves will get up there, <clears> but there'd be there's suddenly somebody, by default, mm. might finish in the top four or five. Yeah, and that's an accident because it's not really supposed to happen. It's like the season yes, it they Leicester won the merit. league yeah. by a fairly good margin. Yeah. And, there were, and it sort of upset. It was so disruptive to mm. most... Uh, kind of journalistic instincts, you know, and, uh, and even yeah, whereas it should TV, be, you know, it should be compelling. It should be yeah. compelling and enticing to a, a sports journalist to write about yeah. the kind of <clears throat> Premier League table yeah. getting a bit of a shake up. But in fact, it means they've got to kind of have some original thoughts about kind of exactly. why Leicester are exactly. playing well, why, yeah. why you know, sometimes a promoted team comes up and you know carries the momentum on, and what they're doing to not just get yeah. absolutely creamed like some other promoted teams do. What you know, quite, quite often the answer probably is money, but, uh, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't in the case of Fulham who spent a lot of money but yeah. came back down. I mean, I think it's Sky like... and BT Sport work on the basis that the people who have bought their subscriptions want to watch... Well, like Manchester United ...want fans. to watch Manchester yeah. United, Liverpool, you know, yeah. and, and, and so on. I mean, if you take it back to the, to the kind of early days, though, of Sky, when they first started... Um, being, <laughs> you know, showing light, they, they, they had a, suddenly there was a good spread... Of clubs, and you could watch games like mm. Bolton Wanderers versus yes. Leicester on a Friday night, and they put the full works of punditry mm. and everything yes. at it. Whereas before, in BBC and ITV, when they'd had live football, they only ever showed one yes. of the big four yeah. as they were at the um, at the time. And you had Andy Grant out. I, you know, got no very little time for him in many ways, but as a pundit. Uh, as a sort of second commentator, you had Andy Gray actually yes. recognising the skills and abilities of players who yeah. play for mid-table teams, yeah. realising that they're actually quite good, and he'd get excited yeah. about a goal, you know, scored by someone from Sheffield Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Um, and but I think that went that 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 was almost like yeah. a kind of naive, yeah. fresh, early, and within a couple of years they were just hyping up all well, the it, big games against like you know Manchester United and Arsenal whatever yeah. which is so often disappointments yeah. aren't they yeah, and it feels frequently nil nil to ball yeah. draws yeah. and it feels like there's it feels like there's a, a notion that getting um uh Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher who were from top 4 teams to talk about other top 4 teams makes it a, somehow like a really glamorous and interesting thing. You're kind mm. of going, so they've got the right to discuss the merits of Liverpool, Manchester City and, uh, you know, Arsenal Spurs, the, the top six teams, because they were in top six teams. This is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at all. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason for that. And then someone sort of, didn't someone... Was it like Hodgson or someone sort of said, you know, well, I think when it comes down to it, people always want, uh, you know, Manchester United to do well in the league or the big teams to do well in the league. And you're like, you know, that's such a kind of out of touch idea. It's such a sort of notion that doesn't really have any kind of substance to it. It's, you know, it's like, I think, you know, those, those, sometimes when you get those big games, like the Super Sunday games, they slightly cancel each other out, those teams. Yeah. And they end up being quite low-scoring, sort of slightly attritional City, matches. Liverpool games, the two games last season, were either nil-nil or what? I can't remember. They were, they were absolute snooze fests. They were yeah. completely cancelled each other. It was almost like pre-arranged. We, we won't take the points off you. We'll just walk mm. around for a while. Yeah. Um, neutered. 
So we anyway. have uh, some games to come up this week. We've got a cup game in the week, which hopefully we should uh, we should we should win that. I would have thought. Well, we should, but you know, Oxford these City places are nil or the weekend away from home. Yeah, they're never easy places to go, aren't they? I mean, no. That's going to be a difficult fixture, I think. And if we don't again take, I mean, you know, we struggled a bit at um, Newport. At Newport, so, yeah. Um, yeah, they're going. I hope he puts out a decent side. You don't expect absolutely hundred percent full. I'm sure Ajeti will play. Yeah, probably um, as long as he's got Aller on the bench, that would be. Yeah. Balbuena nice. will probably play. Uh, Balbuena yeah. will probably get a um, yeah, Zalabasa, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe Johnson. Well, maybe Johnson. Or, or I'd like to see Nathan Holland get a run out. He's been scoring yes. some great goals for yeah. the under-23s. I imagine Wilshire and Snodgrass. Yeah. Uh, still a decent, it's still a reasonably strong team, yeah. I would have thought. Um, maybe Sanchez in, instead of Rice. Maybe, yes. yeah. Which, and, yeah. Um, you want Wilshire in the number 10 role. You know, I think that... Yeah, what, what, yeah especially what, without Lanzini. What yeah. we know Wilshire can do, which we haven't yet seen enough of... For, certainly I haven't seen enough of for else to see, is that he's got that number 10's turn. Yes. You know, Lanzini has that turn. You can play it to his feet and he can almost turn inside out and run along with it, you know. Yeah. And um, that's kind of what a 10, you know, needs to do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's such a shame that Allardyce didn't play the aged Joe Cole in the number 10 position. Yeah. That would have been the perfect, the fulcrum of attacks, yeah. you know. Um, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah, I hope they go for it because that's, that's our most realistic um, possibility of winning a trophy, I would yeah. say, is that yeah, yeah. you can't really... So. And then we're away at Bournemouth. Um, that's yeah. been an unhappy hunting ground for us. Yeah. We've been to quite a few of those in the yeah. last few years. we won there under... Uh, with Pyatt, didn't we, under Billich? Mm, mm. But since then, it's been been difficult, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's been difficult at home against them. Although we won last yeah. year. Yeah. No, we lost... Did we, I thought we lost last year. Was it last year or the year before? We went 1-0 s- up and then, they, and then lost 2-1. Did they year. snatch a late equaliser? In one of the away games a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah, yeah when Arnautovic nicked it off um, off their keeper. Yeah. Is it Begovic or yeah. something? And... Um, uh, yeah, it was the handball goal late on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So, what do we think? Well, they're they're doing well. They're going well, right. Aren't aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm very happy with the point. Really happy with the point. I think any you know anywhere point in the Premier League is is good. Just like to keep that kind of run going, keep it tight. Yeah, yeah the winning habit's so good, isn't it? But yeah. also just the not losing Not habit. losing oh, habit. No, not conceding. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I think we'll do well not to concede. I mean, they, 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 they score. Quite, they're free scoring, aren't they? And they've got King and Wilson firing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then that other... What's the oh, winger the called? Guy. Yeah. Fraser. Mm. Fraser? Foster Fraser? Right, right, yeah. Brian Fraser. Yeah, he's good. He's really he's good. good. He tormented um, us last season. He did, yeah. 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 He's yeah. a worry, that guy. Yeah. So, uh, I'd be very, very happy with a one-all draw. Pete? Yeah, no, oh, God, I can't predict something else. I'd be very happy with a nil-nil draw, just to keep the clean sheets. I'm going to say we might nick it. One-two. Bournemouth one, West Ham two. Yeah, good. Yeah. I hope so. Um, so get down the bookies and uh, <laughs> put a, a bet on that. Yeah, uh, I'll predict it on the old predict um, it on match the point match point thing. thing. That's yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do that. Yeah. All right, that's it from this week's Stop Hammer Time. Uh, with me have been uh, Jim Grant, Cheerio, Pete Ward. Goodbye. My name is Phil. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, 
loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.